Hey everyone, welcome back to the BMX in our blood. You're about to listen to episode number 145 with Chelsea Wolf, which was kind of a reunion slash checking in of sorts with Chelsea. She was episode number one for the BMX in our blood, and that means a lot to me, and she's remained a, a great friend. And it was nice to catch up with her. So we uh, recorded the podcast down at Swamp Fest. Jeez, I think that was the end of February. But it was really nice to sit down with her for a little bit and kind of get an idea of where things are at these days with Chelsea, which was really awesome. I, I've i also reposted episode number one, so you can listen to that one before or after this episode. Wanted to mention a couple other quick things, first of which would be the Road to Recovery Jam coming up on July 16th at the Trumbull Track in Connecticut. Uh, We are about to start building jump lines for it, and there's some other crazy stuff coming. Uh, An open loop that Aaron Simone's building, as well as some kind of balance obstacle that Kyle Erickson, who I'm partnering up with this year on the jam, with uh so we'll we'll see i'm excited to see what happens it's, uh what these guys bring to the event it should be a great time the rest of it uh will be the the normal shenanigans of side hack racing and pit bike racing and manual contest long jump all all kinds of fun stuff so july 16th mark the date if you have any memorabilia that you or artwork also uh that you think think would be good for the jam to help raise money then get in touch with me through gromdad2000 on instagram or you can message me through facebook through joe doherty and we'll make it work lastly i just wanted to quickly mention something locally that's going on and that's a side hack series that i got started and uh our first race is coming up on may 14th at foothills bmx in Torrington, Connecticut. So that should be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. We have enough side hacks to make a class, but we definitely could use some more. We've got to make sure we have at least three side hacks at each event. There are a total of eight events, four single pointers that are on the same dates as our Warnicky scholarship races, and four state qualifiers. So just the best of three of each of those go toward your state ranking for side hacks which is pretty cool because i don't know that that's been that this has been done yet so uh, i'm i'm pretty excited to see how it works and hopefully it's the beginning of side hacks in our state series so we'll see what happens i'm sure we could use some more side hacks so if anyone has a side hack they can loan out for the summer for our state series that would be great or just bring the side hack and Sign your team up, and that works too. That's about it. Enjoy this episode and episode number one, which will be posted at the same time. Have a great week, everyone. Okay, now we can record. So, I'm with Chelsea Wolf. This is pretty exciting. And and thank you for uh, dropping the uh, Fiat Gooden. <laughs> because I still can't pronounce it. <laughs> I was so psyched when you switched it to Wolf because I was like, I can pronounce Wolf. You know, this is great. But anyway, I am with Chelsea Wolf and 
really important to note, you were my first podcast. The yeah. first podcast. And we had a great time. We were all over. Cody Diggs, I don't know, I was picking you up at, from your babysitter at the <laughs> <laughs> slash best friend um, at uh, that campground. And then uh, we went to the trails. We went to the indoor bar- the barn. The barn. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of pictures still from the barn on my phone still. But that was like five, five and a half years ago. Yeah. So it's it was, wild how time it, flies. Yeah. So people can go back and listen to it's pretty easy to find episode one. <laughs> <laughs> so they can go back to that if they want to hear how this sets up. But since then, well, first of all, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, at that particular time, you weren't officially competing for points or rankings toward uh, the Olympics. Yeah, at that point, I had kind of just decided, like, this is something I'm going to follow through with and started putting in the work to make it all happen. Got it. And that um, allowed you to do, what contest did you do? Well, wait, how far after when we did the interview did the did your first point competition happen? Uh, do we do that interview, I guess, in 2017? So probably yes. about two years after. Um, I did my first uh, C1 UCI competition in North Carolina. It was actually that contest that ended up at the unit, like the oh, last unit contest. Okay. Um, but that was my first one. And then from there I did a few other C1s and then started on the World Cup tour. Mm-hmm. So the way I understand it is like you just coming back from Saudi Arabia, which we can touch on mm-hmm. in a minute. Whenever you enter, you're, you're helping your country gain points so you could possibly get three riders instead of two, or was it one instead of or one with a two max or a three max? I, I can't remember. I know they um, they changed up some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last games it was uh, the top qualified country could mm-hmm. get two riders plus an alternate. I think this time they're doing like everybody gets two. I don't think they're going to give one country three. Uh-huh. Um, but I can't remember the, the right. full details of it. But the alternate position I didn't even know was, was a thing. Yeah. So it was psyched that you got to still... Well, how do you... Th- how do you feel about that as an alternate? I mean, your posts were understandably pretty damn excited, mm-hmm. even though you were an alternate. Because, well, first of all, anything could happen. You could be in, if, uh, what, what was it, Paris and Hannah? Yeah. Okay, so so if one of them were, were hurt, thank, thankfully they weren't. Because mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're amazing riders. Yeah, that's not how you want to qualify. <laughs> correct, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, to answer the question, I think you're going for is it was definitely an interesting balance, like very Mm -hmm. bittersweet of like, I made it this close. That's super exciting. I'm at the Olympics. But then also when the competition started, it's like, all right, I'm done here. Time to go home. And that was like, you know, it was like, it was nice to make it as far as I did, but also that was tricky, especially Mm -hmm. leading up to it. That was one thing that kind of caught me by surprise. Jeff C popping in for a hello. That's right. <laughs> um, I'm so glad I didn't call him Ryan Fudger today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. That's um, that's Joe in a nutshell is calling, you know, Jeff, yeah. Ryan. So you, you were talking about qualifying. And- oh, right. Yeah. So leading up to it, like I knew that I had the alternate spot. I knew that like, you know, all things going well, I wasn't going to be competing, but I also needed to be training and preparing as if I was competing. Yeah. Um, so it was really interesting finding that balance of Mm -hmm. like 
not getting so invested into it that I was going to have my heart broken when it was time to go home, which I knew inevitably was going to happen. Um, but also putting in enough effort that if I was needed, I would be ready to compete for gold at the drop of a hat. I would say that that's probably a better position to be in because you're, if you did get put in, you're so relaxed because the pressure wasn't really, you, you treated professional league, but you were ready to go. You avoided the months uh, yeah, of nerves it, leading up to yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and if it didn't did work out like it did, then you still got you were still part of the USA team. Yeah, so, so technically you don't actually become like a competition rider unless you are subbed in. Yeah. Um yeah. so there's, you know, the alternate like you're kind of just there. Yeah, yeah. Um you get to practice and ride the course, which is really cool. Like just mm-hmm. getting to ride that Olympics course was fantastic. But, like, also, you're technically not an athlete on the team. You don't get to, like, you're not an Olympian. It's about as close as you can get to yeah. being an Olympian without actually being an Olympian. Hey, all the gear that you, you were given yes. sure said Olympian all over it to me. You still get the gear. Uh, um, yeah. But, like, you know, for Olympians, it's kind of, uh, they have the OLY um mm-hmm like honorific thing so it's kind of like if you get a doctorate or whatever you can put yeah, doctor yeah. um if you are an olympian you can put ollie uh, okay. after your name um and you can't do that if you're an alternate unless you actually get subbed in to compete i got you so there was definitely a, a distinction between uh hannah and paris and, and you as far as what you were yeah like absolutely at one point i uh, i crashed and dislocated one toe and broke the other one and I couldn't even get medical support when? from the US team. I had to go to While like the there? neutral support. Yeah. At the Olympics? It was actually the first five minutes of the first day of practice. I just overshot a transfer and like stomped my foot down and ran it over. Um and uh that was when I found out like oh yeah like the VS yeah, so right. I had to go to like neutral support that was there on behalf yeah. of the Olympics rather than the team USA doctors. Sure, sure. Backing up to two thousand seventeen, I'm sure a lot has changed you're on GT, have been for what, two years now? Or no, no, six. Three? I actually just hit my six year anniversary. I was already on no GT uh, when we did that first interview. Yeah. Really? Yep. Okay. They're my longest standing sponsor. They were my first one, actually. Yeah, for some reason, well, mostly because I'm old, um, <laughs> I didn't realize you were on GT then. But anyway, so earlier on, did they have team trips? So at first it was definitely pretty small. Like the, uh, when I got on the team, the company had just traded hands to a new organization and they were still figuring out the structure of everything. So Mm -hmm. we didn't really have much for team trips at first. Uh, and then the first team trip to swamp fest they did, I lived in Florida, Uh so I wasn't on the trip. I just met up with them at a few points. Um, and then since then I've gone on a few uh, trips like we got to do a camp a week at Woodward camp which is amazing I've always wanted to go as like yeah, part yeah. of a visiting pro team so that was a dream sure. come true yeah um, and then this one that we're doing this week is the first time we've had an all-women's trip and uh-huh. we actually have enough women on the team even with uh, Duda uh, not making it because she has the Brazilian Nationals this oh, weekend okay. yeah. um, we still have like a solid crew of women out here shredding yeah. uh, just with you know even only part of the team that yeah. you know we have women on the gt team now sure oh that's amazing well you've got bethany and you've got uh oh my gosh miller i forget her riley riley thank you yep uh so it's basically you you uh, no there's four we also four. added uh jesse gregory recently that's right. that's yeah it it's a heavy squad it is it is and anyone that wants to check out the bloom video of 
how these guys are having fun. <laughs> I just told B from the Bloom uh, that I, I hardly ever watch YouTube videos, but I just had to see what went down yeah. this week. I mean, I was so, there and I watched it because it was so funny. It, it was. It, it was really funny. And I can't wait to uh, interview Bethany because... It's not the Bethany I met two years ago. Yeah, she's really come out of her shell. She's a funny kid. Which is so exciting. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, we all know. They grow up so fast. (laughs) Well, not only that, but to, to, you know, to break out of, uh, you know, a pretty quiet uh, personality and not that everyone needs to, but it's, if it happens, it's, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's cool either way, but it was, it was wild when I was watching her yesterday because she was not. She wasn't a youngster anymore. She we'll really, put it that way. She really turned it on for the cameras. I oh didn't know she had god. that many funny jokes in her. <laughs> I didn't either. Oh my god, it was it was good. It was good to see. But so anyway, I watched that and, and knowing that you were there too, uh, knowing that you had flown in what Monday, the first day of the uh, Sunday actually. Yeah, I flew straight in from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I was there for the first World Cup of this year's season. Uh-huh. Um, so because of time change, I like flew out of. Saudi Arabia at 1 a.m. Sunday morning and landed here in Orlando at 5 p.m. the same day. Um, so That's right, because you gain time coming yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, time travel. Right, right. Um, right. Yeah, so I met up on the second day of the trip. I missed Kona. Um, yeah. Is, you know, that's just an ongoing thing. I've lived in Florida my entire life, and yeah. not once have I been to Kona, because every single time it just doesn't line up for some reason. Oh uh, but I joined up with the trip on the second day at Treaty in St. Augustine, and that was, oh, like, okay. just a, you know, really good first day, and it kind of set the tone for the rest of the yeah. trip. Everyone just, like, laughing, having fun, and just pushing each other to right. do stuff. Right. Do you feel like you had a, a positive effect in, in a successful uh, I guess I feel like you led the charge in for trans women to be accepted into the contest series basically yeah I mean I'm I'm still yeah I'm still the only one at this point Um, Mm -hmm. and even just BMX in general like if you go back to 2014 Mm -hmm. I uh, I did an interview on the come up with Adam 22 and Uh like at that point in time I was the first like openly trans woman to be somewhat well known in BMX and I still get people that tell me that that first interview helped them to feel comfortable with coming out or getting into BMX again Mm -hmm. um so it's definitely wild to kind of think about it in that way because like you know I'm just a kid riding bikes and like having fun like I'm just out here at Swamp Fest to like shred but Uh on a grander scale like this is much bigger than I am Mm -hmm. um and that kind of actually helps inspire me to Mm -hmm. have that motivation of like why I work so hard at what I do is like it's not just for me like I have a bigger reason to do this and it's to like help change the world to where Mm -hmm. kids that you know they were like me growing up see a space for themselves in this world and are safe and supported to follow their dreams that that's got to feel so good oh absolutely yeah and like it's honestly it's what I think about as I'm on an approach to like a scary trick or a scary jump is I just think like this is how I get to like help them and you know an indirect way is by just showing that we want to do all the fun things that everyone else gets to do too right well you certainly had me you know that whole podcast just originated the first podcast and i'm glad to hear the come up it sounds like 
they, they did you right. It mm-hmm. sounds like it was done done positively and, yeah. And, yeah. and good, which is great. Not that I'm saying they would do it otherwise, but, <laughs> you know, sometimes things don't... Absolutely, especially back in those well. days. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't always interpret well. So I can tell you, when I did I the podcast with you, I didn't really think twice about it. I was I had a super open mind, and I just... I'm interested in the conversation and non-judgmental and about it. It's just a, it's a story that I want to hear. So mm-hmm. I'm glad it it had it already had some legs, but grew maybe a few more legs because a lot of people listen to yours a lot, um, and people can go back and play. So you can tell your your numbers are still going up. That's Even cool. though it was 2017. <laughs> yeah, I know it's an honor to be the first one because your podcast, yeah. like, I mean, I know my life has changed and progressed sure. a lot since uh, since we last spoke. But, yeah. yeah, your podcast, it's gone all over the place and yeah. to, like, have some really cool people being interviewed. So, it's yeah, it was an honor to get to be that first one. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. There was a time where I was, um, I was definitely interviewing people that were not exactly in... Uh, in line with what my if I were to have a mission statement for Mm -hmm. the podcast um, it started to just drift off a little bit into the real heavier pro stuff uh, men pro and um, that weren't necessarily from the east coast Mm -hmm. so it was cool I mean it's an experience I'll never forget Um, but I I still like to talk to people uh, like yourself where I can have a conversation and there's, there's I mean, no, no agenda. There's no... Tell the stories you know. that aren't already being told, basically. Exactly. Because now there's so many podcasts. And that's the reason mm-hmm. mine kind of slowed down. Because I'm like, this is a hobby for me. And I've been fortunate because I started just at the right time. The come up was stopping. Uh, it was ending. And I think they started again, right? I think... Who's that? The come up. Oh, uh, I honestly, I don't know. It's I been thought, a while since I've seen anything from them. Yeah, I thought maybe... And maybe it was just, it's a social media background. Yeah, I think they still have an Instagram. I'm not sure if they maintain a site or anything anymore, though. Yeah, yeah. I thought I saw something. I could be wrong. But um, but anyway, yeah, a lot of people doing podcasts now. I'm going to ask different questions regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm always going to ask questions and maybe have a different kind of conversation. And that's what makes it all great, because we all have our own way to do it. So anyway... So you didn't have to give back any of your USA BMX stuff for next for the next one, right? Because nope. the U.S. seems to have no budget, and everyone else, every well, other country they, seems to have a they actually very budget. they have a very tight budget. So yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. other countries are funded through tax dollars, but yeah. the U.S. team is operated as a private organization, mm-hmm. um, and it is not funded through any tax money. So we don't get like the unlimited, you know, yeah. U.S. industry supporting. It is all from private sponsorships and endorsements. Uh-huh. Um, so the the budget is actually severely limited compared to some other countries that we're competing yeah. against. It's definitely a lot. Like right. they do a ton, but um, mm-hmm. there are some countries that you know we pale in comparison to in terms yeah. of spending. Yeah, I think the Chinese are putting a lot of money into their program for sure. I mean, you could absolutely. See, oh my gosh, you could see that in, in Saudi Arabia, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I mean, it was talked about before that they just have some rippers. Yeah. I mean, they showed up in Australia and like a couple years ago, I think like 2018 was the last Mm -hmm. time we saw them. Uh, And I think they had a few riders go to some of the stops in 2019 and 
they were kind of just like they didn't make finals and uh right didn't really do that well and then so they kind of like disappeared did the work yeah. uh behind the scenes nobody was looking and then came back in australia for yeah. the last world cup of last season yeah. and just absolutely like cleaned house um yeah. And it's the same riders. Yeah. They've just progressed in uh -huh. unbelievable ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is absolutely like, there's a lot of funding behind that. Obviously right, hard work right. from the riders too, but they have some sure. pretty good facilities over there and they're supported to train every single day. Whereas like yeah. I'm working a day job. <laughs> right, right. What are you doing out in California? Oh, that's uh, the other thing is you moved to California after yeah. you did the podcast. I forget how many years after, not too long after. Two yeah, years, I moved maybe? out there two years ago. So oh, okay. about yeah. halfway since the last time we uh, sure. did the podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's amazing out there. I definitely don't miss the humidity. There's a lot more fun things to do. I, uh, I tell people in California that ask about like what's Florida like. And sure. I say it's like if you were to order California from wish.com. Yeah. <laughs> you get some beaches, <laughs> get some palm trees, right. sun. Uh, Other than that, yeah. though, like, I'd, yeah, give me California any day. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Plus you have mountains. Yes, yeah. Not any mountains in Florida. And they're right next to the coast, so I've literally gone, like, out uh, to the mountains with my Jeep and gone off-roading and then gone to the beach and went swimming in the same day because they're, like, cool. you know, 30 minutes apart from each yeah. other. Yeah, oh, that's that's really cool. My son being up in Northern California, in the wintertime, there's no way to 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 make this pass over to toward San Francisco mm -hmm. in Santa Cruz, I believe it is, just south of uh, San Francisco. Um so he's kind of stuck, but he, I told you he loves to surf, but he snowboards too. So it's, it's good, but he can't do both because it would take, well, we know what it took because we went to visit him. It was five and a half hours from the LA airport uh, to June Mountain. Yeah. So yeah. It's, a, it's a hike. So for him to get around to get to the water is difficult. So anyway, I'm, I'm just saying it's nice that you have it so that you could do both in a day. Yeah, that's that's the wild thing too. Is I uh, right now I'm working at an REI as a bike mechanic, and oh, cool. you know they sell everything from like stand up paddle boards and kayaks and beach yeah. gear to snow sports and equipment. Yeah. Like this is the first time I've ever worked in a bike shop that also has a ski shop. Oh yeah, because it's you know there's ski places I think in Big Bear that are plenty Big close Bear enough that is, you know yeah. people from San Diego go there for like a day. They must have to make snow there, uh, I would think. I only say that because where my son's working, I was shocked. I was like, where are the snow guns? Where, yeah. where did they make this? It's all natural snowflow. I think snowfall. a little bit less so than the East Coast, mm -hmm. um, because even though it is in Southern California, the elevation is really up there. My first time going to California, I uh, I went to a Los Angeles area, Yeah. and I was, I didn't like it. I'm like, I don't mm -hmm. understand what all the fuss about is about, like, with California. Mm -hmm. um, so then went out there to San Diego for a week for a training camp at the yeah. Olympic Training Center and absolutely fell in love and two weeks later moved out there and you know San Diego and pretty much every yeah. other part of California except for LA you're like oh I get it this is what uh -huh. the hype is all about but yeah Los Angeles is just not it like I knew I became a real San Diegan when somebody said that I was from Los Angeles and I got actually <laughs> offended like <laughs> oh man that's funny but yeah, I, I don't like that place. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, there's so much good in uh, in in San Diego too. Yeah. Well, and there's I mean, there's like, good stuff in Los Angeles, but mm, if you're trying to get to it, it's like five miles away, but it takes three yeah. hours to get there, so it's just not worth it. Right. Right. Hey, well, seeing you're a bike mechanic, this is a great lead. You need a rails trude? No, I don't have a. Pro I can actually build and uh, true wheels. But, okay. Nice. 
It's actually my brakes. It's pissing me off. Centering brakes is so hard to do. But uh, mine are dragging. They're not centered. So. Okay. I can take a peek at them. All right. There you go. Thanks. I'll, I'll pay a shop wage for it, whatever <laughs> that is. Um, so that, that's pretty exciting. So what's, uh, what's, what's next? So you went to Saudi Arabia and does this year and, let's see, it's 23, 20, well, the Olympics are again next yes, year. Yes, next year already. Yeah, already. so Saudi Arabia was so a this year qualifying really stop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's important, I should say. Saudi Arabia is, is super important. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of interesting. Like, for me, you know, World Cups and World Championships, yeah. those are still big events that, like, I put my heart and soul into. But it is interesting watching some of the athletes that did yeah. compete in the Olympics. Sure. The World Cups are kind of like small fries for them. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's a World Cup, but it's... Yeah. That's just like the qualifying event to what they're really going for, oh, which I is gotcha. impressive to see. So fees has no play in any of this, right? No, no, no. It's all fees. Uh, so fees is basically contracted to operate the UCI World Cups. UCI doesn't really do much oh, other than why, set the rules. Why am I getting confused with fees then? Because I, uh, I know there was just a fees event, and I forget where what or was that Saudi Arabia that was Saudi Arabia okay I get so mm -hmm. confused by it and it's even worse on the racing end I get so freaking confused yeah so there used to be the feast world cup now it's called yeah. both it's the feast world cup or the mm -hmm. UCI world cup depending yeah. on like if you want to uh look cool being an action sports kid or look <laughs> cool being a UCI athlete yeah <laughs> and, and they have events that don't count right toward yeah, so like Feast runs. About. Yeah, Feast runs all kinds of events. Mm -hmm. um, their big stops are the UCI World Cup, but right. they also do smaller events that are just like what they've always been doing. Yeah, um, mostly in France. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, they they do more than just the UCI World Cups, but they're more or less like a, an event production company. Yeah. Cool. All mm -hmm. right, I get it. For now, until tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so, how many fees events that are qual? I'm sorry, that are point bearing. We'll say how many are left this year? Oh, a bunch. That was just the first one in Saudi I mean, Arabia, and I think they have like five or six planned throughout the year. That's around the world, so you have to. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Are you? Do you have to fund your own flights? And no, all that's that? actually so. With uh, being on the U.S. national team, mm -hmm. if you are top six in the previous year's World Cup tour, or or sorry top six in the world championship or top five in the previous year's world cup standings mm -hmm. you get funding and support to like buy your flights and hotels and yeah. stuff to travel to these events in 2019 before yeah. i was on the team i did have to pay for everything myself so that was part of the like you know build up from yeah. when i decided i was going to do this thing to like actually getting out there and doing it was just restructuring my life yeah. to where i could save up the money to like mm -hmm. fly to japan for two weeks to right. do this um but now i don't have to worry about that quite as much because for the past few years i've been able to stay top five either in the world championship or in the world cup i got you so that's good so so what i'm remembering is clearly when you were working your ass off oh yeah to have enough money to buy a ticket Absolutely, uh, which, yeah. And then you have to stay, too, so that's not cheap. Um, but fortunately, it sounds like that's over for a bit. Yeah, as long as I stay on the team, um, it is mm -hmm. a tall order to stay, like, top five in the world year after year. Um, but For U.S., for for USA competitors. No, you have to be top five in the world. So if there's no U.S. All riders... Countries. Yeah, if there's no U.S. riders in the top five for yeah. either the World Cup or the World Championship, there's no U.S. team. 
Oh, no um, pressure. No yeah, pressure exactly. at all. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so for worry, example, Anna. last it's... year I got fourth place in the UCI World Cup uh, yeah. year-end standings, uh-huh. which is in the entire world. Right. Um, so that qualified me to be on the team again this year. But if you don't stick in that top five in the world, then, yeah. like, you got to buy your own meal ticket. I got you. <laughs> so when is the, uh, when's the last event? What month? Does it, it's, it's through this calendar year, is that yes, right? Yes, yeah. And then you switch to, you've got your, your qualified riders for US, UC, USA, uh, so then you start teaming up and training as kind of a team. Yeah, though it has been mostly the same riders for the mm-hmm. past few years, um, so we've all been, you know, on the team and training mm-hmm. and traveling together for a few years now. Yeah, cool. It's exciting super exciting yeah it's a dream come true and then some never imagined in a million years that you know my life would be what it is today to like go to saudi arabia ride bmx bikes in the desert get to go to the embassy and have some uh diplomatic tea and then you know fly directly into swamp fest and get to have fun at this shit show yeah right right and you know shotgun beers and ride yeah ride i mean it's two opposite it's, ends of the spectrum i has to, i still is. have the armband for feast on my wrist so uh, like no you way. go from like uci world cup to swamp fest like we gotta get a picture yeah it's the best of both worlds cool i think i think we covered what would i wanted to cover what do you think anything else you wanted to say about the uh from the last time we met the the you know what took place last time we met yeah i mean I think we covered most of what we can cover. There's just so much. I mean, it's been so, like, so many years, and so much has changed that it's, like, you can't cover it all, but it's uh, amazing to get to experience. That's why I'm always happy to see you, because I'm, like, where things out. Yeah, yeah. How are things going? Yeah, so it's it's exciting. Very exciting. Well, perfect. Thank you. You want to thank anybody before I Uh, I end it? Yeah, um... You know, thanks to my mom and sister for always being rad uh, BMX buddies. Thanks mm-hmm. to GT Bikes for six years and counting on the squad. Um, all my other sponsors, Profile Racing, Alpine Stars, Fuse, Odyssey, Moondust, uh, oh, Cool Stop Brake Pads. They're, uh, they're a new one that just sent me out a care uh-huh. package. Um, so, yeah, just thanks to everyone that's ever yeah. believed in me and supported me in chasing this dream because it's, mm-hmm. you know... I cannot even express how grateful I am to have the support that, like, when I was a kid, I never imagined would uh-huh. be there. So. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. And I love seeing you. Love seeing this you, too. Good. Yeah, is, it's been good it's to always catch smiles. Always. And that's what I'm always excited about for this event, is it's mm-hmm. kind of just, like, everyone in BMX comes here. Like, the World Cups yeah. are cool, they're exciting and all, but it's just, like, the same handful of people that, like, aren't necessarily the folks that I'm going to, like, hang sure. out with in my free time, whereas, yeah. like, coming here, like... You're seeing your best friends from all over the world, yeah. and everyone's here just having a party in the swamp. Yeah, which is awesome. Are you to the point where you're somewhat like me, and you, once the sun goes down, you kind of um, get out of here as fast as possible? Uh, I'm kind of tethered to whatever the GT band does. If it's still here at sundown, I'll be here partying, but trying not to get hit by Roman candles. Exactly, um, that's what I'm getting at. I'm like... I, I can't do this. I but, can't uh, go home with one eye. I mean, I can't do yeah. it. Yeah, I do have a hotel room this time. I'm not yeah. camping at Swamp Fest, which is a little yeah. different. My last time camping at Swamp Fest, I had a situation with some kids and yeah. almost jumping into the back of my Jeep and I had to like oh, drive God. through a campfire to get away from them. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Keeping it interesting. Yeah. Jeez. I think my gas tank was leaking at the time, too, so that oh was safe. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, 
that definitely covers the keep things weird. Yeah. Trey Jones mantra of keep things weird. Or maybe that's uh, Big Boy also. But anyway. That um, might also be Portland's catchphrase for their city. Is it really? <laughs> I think so. Keep Portland weird. Oh my God, that's great. Oh. Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate you doing this, and I certainly appreciate our, our friendship. Yeah, thank you too. All right. Thanks. Bye.